thank you very much, and welcome to the Jazz Focus here on WETF, South Bend, Indiana, the Jazz Station. My name is John Clark, and uh, glad you're joining us this week. Today we're going to be uh, doing a little program I call Clarinet Spice. Uh, there are quite a few recordings uh, in jazz history that uh, featured two clarinets, and the arrangements uh, were designed for those two clarinets. I, I am a clarinet player myself, so I have an ear to those sorts of things. We started out with a tune called the Weary Way Blues, done by the Bechet Nicholas Blue Five uh, for Blue Note Records in 1946, February 12, 1946. And this was a tune, the Weary Way Blues, that was composed by the blues singer Ida Cox, along with her accompanist, Lovey Austin, one of the um, early female jazz stars, a pianist in Chicago who was a um, music director and uh, composer and also a recording director, a very interesting person. We may do a program on her at some point coming up. So the personnel for that were Sidney Bechet and Albert Nicholas, two great New Orleans clarinet players, along with Art Hodes on piano, Pops Foster on bass, and Danny Alvin on the drums. And we're going to be hearing another tune from that session in just a minute. Then we went uh, stylistically to a very different tune, although chronologically very similar as it turned out. Um, this was a live recording done at the Click Club in Philadelphia on May, uh, well in May at any rate, 1948. And it's a tune called All the Things You Are, of course, by Jerome Kern and Oscar Hammerstein. And it was done by the Benny Goodman Septet. And this was the only time in Benny Goodman's career where he featured another clarinet player. In this case, it was a, a young Swedish clarinet player named Stan Hasselgaard, who had come over to the United States about a year or so earlier. He'd made a name for himself in Europe as a swing clarinet player in the Goodman style. In fact, he sounded uh, extraordinarily like Benny Goodman, more so than practically anybody. Uh, by the time he was recording in 1948, he had sort of gone over to bebop a little bit, and that's how you can kind of tell the difference between the two of them. On that tune, Stan Hasselgaard started out playing the melody and then the first solo, and then there was a little arranged section for the two clarinets, and Benny Goodman played the next solo, and then two clarinets and out. And in addition to those two in this band, we had Teddy Wilson on piano, Billy Bauer on guitar, Arnold Fishkind on bass, and Mel Zelnick on drums. Also part of this group, but not on that recording, uh, was the great Wardell Gray on tenor saxophone. So those are our first two uh, clarinet spice programs. Uh, we're going to uh, be hearing quite a range of different clarinet players here. Uh, New Orleans style, Dixieland style, swing style, all kinds of things. We're going to uh, go on to the next set by going back to that Bechet Nicholas session. Same uh, session. This is called the Stackalee Blues, or Old Stackalee, and that was a traditional uh, blues theme that uh, Bechet had. Uh, sort of taken for this recording date. Uh, it exists in a lot of different melodies. It's usually a 12-bar blues, but not always. And here we're going to hear, again, Albert Nicholas and Sidney Bechet. Sidney Bechet was, of course, probably the, the, the greatest of all the New Orleans clarinet players in terms of longevity and also probably native ability. He was a, a natural clarinet player. Later on, he became much better known as a soprano saxophonist. And the other two tracks from this recording date feature him on soprano with Albert Nicholas on clarinet. And Albert Nicholas was a slightly younger clarinet player. He was born, uh, actually, they were about the same age, in fact. Um, and Nicholas was born in 1900. He had a very long and interesting career uh, going 
to the Far East, to as far as Shanghai and uh, over to Egypt, and then uh, spending his last 15, 20 years before he died in 1973 in France and Switzerland. He was uh, a very cosmopolitan fellow and uh, really exemplified that smooth-toned New Orleans clarinet playing. So that'll be on Old Stack Ali. Then we're going to go to uh, two recordings, very unusual recordings that were made uh, in 1926. And these were done uh, by Clarence Williams Jazz Kings. Actually, it was January 25th of 1927. And these were done for Columbia. Clarence Williams was a New Orleans piano player who had a long and varied series of recordings in the 1920s and 30s. He was a great promoter, not much of a piano player, uh, sadly, but... uh, a, a fine promoter and publisher, and he published a lot of tunes we consider jazz standards today. This particular recording stands out from the hundreds that he did uh, over the course of about 20 years of recording activity uh, because it features two clarinets um, along with the rhythm section. He almost invariably had at least a trumpet player or a trumpet and a trombone or something, but this was something he was obviously trying a little bit different. And it features two clarinet players, we're not absolutely sure who they are. Um, Based on Williams' recording uh, habits at the time, we might take a guess that they are Ben Witted and Benny Moten. Benny Moten, not the band leader Benny Moten, and not the bass player Benny Moten, but the clarinet player Benny Moten. And he was an African-American player who played in uh, black shows in New York City and made a few recording dates for uh, Clarence Williams and also recorded with some of the secondary Harlem bands in the late 1920s. Ben Witted was uh, a member of Charlie Johnson's Paradise Orchestra at the time. He was one of the three Bennies in the saxophone section at one time, Ben Witted, Benny Carter, and Benny Waters, uh, and he was a very good clarinet player, so it's very possibly he playing the lead parts on here. In addition to that, we have Clarence Williams on piano, Leroy Harris on banjo, and Cyrus St. Clair on tuba, and the two tunes that we're going to hear from that group are Candy Lips, uh, which is by... Uh, I think Mike Jackson, the uh, Harlem piano player, and the Gravier Street Blues, uh, which is credited to Clarence Williams. So Candy Lips and, and Gravier Street Blues. Following that, we're going to go to one of the other great New Orleans clarinet players, uh, Jimmy Noon. He was a contemporary of Bechet and a slightly older contemporary of Albert Nicholas, and uh, he was a, a very well-schooled clarinet player uh, who played in almost a legitimate style, classical style, we'd say. Uh, he ended up in Chicago in the 1920s, played with Doc Cook's band, made a number of recordings uh, under his own name with the Apex Club Orchestra, and we're going to hear uh, the only one of the Apex Club sides uh, that I'm aware of that really features two clarinets extensively. Usually it was him on clarinet and Doc Poston on alto sax. Here, Poston plays clarinet, at least up to the end, then he switches over to alto. And uh, the tune that we're going to hear is called Forevermore, a nice sort of slow, moody tune that uh, will get you going. Not not well known, it was by Earl Burtnett, who was a, a band leader, I think from the West Coast at the time. And the band that we're going to hear along with our two clarinet players are Earl Hines on piano, who gets a nice solo, Bud Scott on banjo, uh, or guitar, I think he's on guitar on this one, and Johnny Wells on drums. So those are our tunes. We may slip in another one after that, and we'll tell you about that when we get to the break. But we're going to have the Bechet Nicholas Blue Five, Old Stack Ali Blues, the Clarence Williams Jazz Kings, Candy, Candy Lips rather, and Gravier Street Blues, and the Jimmy Noon Apex Club Orchestra on Forevermore. <laughs> Thank you. 
There we had some more clarinet for you. And uh, I've played several uh, of the uh, Sidney Bechet and Mez Mesro duets over the uh, last year or so. A couple of uh, different uh, shows or podcasts, by the way. I have a podcast, Jazz Focus. If you're in the vicinity of Anchor.fm or Spotify or Apple, take a listen to that. Uh, many of these shows end up on the podcast, but I do a lot of other ones besides. So the Bechet Nicholas Blue 5 did Old Stack Lee, Albert Nicholas on clarinet, Sidney Bechet on clarinet. In this case, Nicholas took the first solo and Bechet took the second. They're very distinctive sounding. And Art Hodes had a nice feature on piano. Then we went to that unusual Clarence Williams recording session from 1927, January 1927, featuring the two clarinet players who may have been Ben Witted and Benny Moten. And uh, they were backed by Clarence Williams, Leroy Harris, and Cyrus St. Clair, the usual Clarence Williams rhythm section of the time for his uh, recording dates. And we heard uh, Candy Lips and also the Gravier Street Blues, and that was a tune, that blues tune that was recorded many times. That was, of course, a street in New Orleans, and uh, uh, Johnny Dodds recorded that, and Richard M. Jones, a lot of different people. But we hear two very intricately played clarinets there, all, all written out except for the improvised solos, obviously, and some very complicated uh, things going on there. Then we went to uh, another New Orleans jazz clarinet player, Jimmy Noon, who uh, did Forevermore and used his sweet sound on that. Jimmy Noon was, as I said, a very uh, technically accomplished clarinet player. He had uh, excellent intonation, articulation, all the, all the things you learn in school, as it were. And uh, the duet between him and Joe Poston on clarinet, uh, both of those reed players were playing at the time in the Doc Cook band. Uh, it was really, uh, really a very sweet and lovely performance, enlivened greatly by a uh, terrific Earl Hines piano solo. And then we added one in. I've said this uh, show I'm calling Clarinet Spice, and that's the next tune we're going to listen to, but the tune we ended up that pass set with was Clarinet Sugar. And that was a tune that was recorded by the Southern Jazz Five on the Wilco label, and those were done... Um, as part of the really uh, vibrant Australian jazz scene in the late 1940s. This recording was done in January of 1950 uh, by musicians who were associated with the Southern Jazz Group, and they recorded in Adelaide, Australia. Uh, the people who were uh, involved in this recording were... Um, Taz Brown on clarinet, I think he was playing second clarinet, and Bruce Gray on first clarinet. And uh, Bruce Gray uh, was very well recorded on these sessions uh, that were done for a number of smaller Australian labels from 1946 up through 1952 or so. So those two clarinet players were featured, but the real brains of the operation was the piano player who composed Clarinet Sugar and the next tune as well, Dave Dalwitz. Dave Dalwitz was the trombone player in the Southern Jazz Group, but he gradually kind of morphed over to piano. Uh, he was a very good piano player and an outstanding composer. And uh, his later recordings featured him on piano and his compositions as well. He was a really a, a key member of the Australian jazz scene um, from the 1940s up through, I think, the 1980s. He lived into the 90s, I believe. Um, he also dabbled in classical composing and, I think, painting and sculpture as well. Real Renaissance man. We also heard uh, Johnny Malpas on banjo and... Maurice Kelton on drums. As I said, that was recorded for the Wilco label, Clarinet Sugar. So we're going to continue on our next set with the uh, session made of that, the flip side of the recording, Clarinet Spice, and that is the title of our program today. Again, Bruce Gray and Taz Brown on clarinets on that one. 
Then we're going to go to another New Orleans clarinet player, really the other clarinet player. Uh, when you talk about New Orleans clarinet players in the first generation of jazz, you would talk about Sidney Bechet, Jimmy Noon, and this fellow, Johnny Dodds. And Johnny Dodds, of course, was known for the many recordings he made with King Oliver and Louis Armstrong. He also recorded uh, with Jelly Roll Morton and... Um, uh, many other groups in Chicago. He pretty much stayed in Chicago after he left New Orleans in about 1921-22 and uh, stayed there for the rest of his life. He passed away in, I think, about 1941, 40-41. These recordings we're going to hear are unique in his uh, output in that they feature two clarinet players. And the two clarinet players in this case are Johnny Dodds and Junie Cobb. Junie Cobb was a multi-instrumentalist, and uh, here he's playing clarinet, and in fact the band is his, Junie Cobb's hometown band, so-called. Uh, Cobb was a member of King Oliver's Dixie Syncopators, I think at the time. This was in August of 1926, and he was kind of their... Um, swing man, as it were. Uh, the band uh, that was playing uh, at the, I think it was the Savoy where they were playing, or the Plantation, rather, in Chicago, and they were expected to play continuous music for a long period, meaning the band had to be on the stage. So Junie Cobb was a, a great fellow to have because he could give everyone else a break because he could play every instrument in the band. And indeed, he recorded not only on clarinet and saxophone, but uh, on trumpet, on piano, on banjo. At the end of his uh, life in the 60s, he was recording solely on piano. So, Junie Cobb and Johnny Dodds on clarinet. We're going to have Tiny Parham, possibly, on piano. Not sure about that. He had his own series of recordings. We've heard a couple of them in the past, but uh, he was a well-thought-of uh, theater musician as well. And then, rounding out the rhythm section of two, we have Eustern Woodfork on banjo. And these were recorded for the Paramount label, as I said, in August of 1926. And the two tunes we're going to hear are the East Coast Trot, written by Jimmy Blythe, who was a piano player, leading one to think that maybe he was the piano player on here, uh, although he's not credited. And then the flip side of that recording is Chicago Buzz, also by Jimmy Blythe. So we might accredit Jimmy Blythe as a piano player, although truthfully it doesn't sound all that much like him. He was kind of a barrelhouse bluesy player. So those are our two Johnny Dodds tunes, and then we're going to finish up with a different type of New Orleans band. Uh, I've played some of the session mates of this recording on one of my podcasts. It uh, was released on Southland Records, which was a good New Orleans label from the 1950s and 60s, and uh, the title was The Doc and His Patients, and the doc in this case was Dr. Edmund Souchon, who was a, an MD, but he was also a guitar and banjo player and a singer, as we'll see. He sings on this tune, and he was uh, very important in uh, setting up recording sessions and gigs and bringing a lot of the older style New Orleans musicians back into the forefront of jazz in the 1940s and 50s. He was a white uh, player and, and doctor, but he uh, always took pains, I don't know about always, but regularly took pains on his recording dates to have integrated groups, as this one is. This was recorded, I believe, in about 1958. I'll check the date on there. Um, and the tune we're going to hear is, Of All the Wrongs You've Done to Me. And... Uh, the uh, personnel on here, the two clarinets, first of all, are Raymond Burke and Harry Shields. Raymond Burke was uh, a kind of an iconoclastic musician in New Orleans. He never really left New Orleans. He played a very kind of um, personal style, in some ways similar to Pee Wee Russell's style of clarinet playing, but uh, very, very independent of any influence. Harry Shields was the brother of Larry Shields, who was the clarinet player for the original Dixieland Jazz Band, and... Um, even though he always said that Larry was the better of the two clarinet players, I think the recorded evidence says that Harry was pretty far beyond Larry. Uh, he was a marvelous player who had an excellent sense of harmony. 
On piano, we have Jeanette Kimball. On banjo and guitar, Edmund Sushan. Uh, Johnny Dodds, uh, Johnny Dodds, Johnny St. Cyr, who played with Johnny Dodds with the Louis Armstrong Hot Five and Seven, is on guitar. He was back in New Orleans by this point. We also have, uh, as a third banjo and guitar player, Danny Barker, the African-American player who had played for many years with Cab Calloway's band. His wife, Blue Lou Barker, sings on some of the other tunes on this series. We have Chink Martin on tuba, Monk Hazel on drums, and Sherwood Manjapan on bass. And in fact, it is Sherwood Manjapan who sings in this case. It wasn't Doc Sushan. So we'll hear a Sherwood Manjapan vocal and uh, whistling. So that's uh, Of All the Wrongs You've Done to Me, The Doc and His Patience. So our tunes, Clarinet Spice, The Southern Jazz Five, East Coast Trot and Chicago Buzz, Junie Cobb's Hometown Band, and Of All the Wrongs You've Done to Me, Doc and His Patience.
They're bound to come back to you Your sobs and sighs and bitter tears Will fall like the morning dew You made me weep, you made me moan What more could you do Of all the wrongs you've done to me They're bound to come back to you
So there we have some very good clarinet ensemble pieces. We started out with Clarinet Spice, done by the Southern Jazz Five in 1950 for uh, the Wilcox label in um, Australia. Taz Brown and Bruce Gray on clarinets, along with Dave Dalwitz, the composer of that song and the one we heard before on piano. Uh, Johnny Malpas on uh, banjo and Maurice Kelton on drums. That band, or a related band, re-recorded that uh, a couple of years later with a full band uh, personnel on that, too. Then we heard uh, two tunes by Junie Cobb's hometown band from 1927 for the Paramount label. Uh, we heard East Coast Trot and Chicago Buzz featuring Johnny Dodds and Junie Cobb on clarinets, along with possibly uh, Tiny Parham on piano and Eustern Woodfork on banjo. Then into the 1950s. Don't know the date of this one. This was a Southland recording, and one of the first Southland recordings, I think. So it may date from the early 1950s. Uh, and the Doc and his patients, Doc Sushan on guitar and banjo, joined in the guitar and banjo section by Johnny St. Cyr and Danny Barker. Uh, Jeanette Kimball on piano. Sherwood Manjapan took the vocal on that and whistled. Uh, he may have played some bass as well, but there's a prominent tuba, which is played by Chink Martin and Monk Hazel on drums. And the clarinet players are Harry Shields and Raymond Burke. Then we uh, slipped another one in. We had a little time, so uh, I recalled another clarinet uh, ensemble piece. This was Hallelujah, the Vincent Humans tune. It was done by Edmund Hall and his jazz band from an album called Rumpus on Rampart Street, done for the Raycox label in June of 1959. And the rhythm section was uh, Dick Carey on piano, Jimmy Rainey on guitar, Al Hall on bass, and Jimmy Crawford on drums. And Edmund Hall, of course, was a fine New Orleans clarinet player who later went on to play with uh, uh, many groups in the 1930s and uh, small groups, led his own group for a while, and then spent several years with the Louis Armstrong All-Stars before uh, rejoining Eddie Condon's band and playing uh, in the Condon Mob for a while. And he played the... Uh, melody, the introduction and the melody, and then the bridge on the last chorus, uh, and then the second solo chorus was divided. We had Omer Simeon, the Chicago clarinet player who was born in New Orleans, but did most of his playing in Chicago with Jelly Roll Morton, and then later on Earl Hines and Jimmy Lunsford, an outstanding clarinet player. He played the first half of that chorus, and uh, that was kind of his swan song, unfortunately. That was June of 1959. He died about three months later of cancer. He was had been playing with the Wilbur de Paris, uh, de Paris uh, New New Orleans jazz band, and he'd uh, done several tours with them, but uh, this may have been his last recording. We heard eight bars at the end of the chorus by Ed Hall's brother Herbert Hall, who was a fine clarinetist in his own right. He played uh, with uh, several bands, Don Albert's big band in the 1930s, and then he became a staple on the Eddie Condon groups in the 1960s and 70s. So we hope you've enjoyed this clarinet spice program today. Different clarinet players in combination, as it were. So for our last tune, we're going to hear a number from one of the Eddie Condon Town Hall concerts. This was from August of 1944 and features three clarinets. The tune we're going to hear is the clarinet Chase. I don't know who wrote out the parts for this, possibly Ernie Cazares, because he's given composer credit. So the three clarinets on here are Joe Marsala, Pee Wee Russell, and Ernie Cazares. Joe Marsala fine Chicago player. Pee Wee Russell, of course, is beyond category. We've talked about him on this broadcast. And Ernie Cazares, who is better known as a baritone sax player, was an equally fine clarinet player and also a wonderful alto sax player. And the rhythm section for this is Gene Schreiger on piano, Eddie Condon on guitar, Bob Haggard on bass, and Gene Krupa on drums. And that'll be clarinet chase. So thank you again for listening to the Jazz Focus here on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and hope you make this part of your week going forward. But here we go with some more clarinet spice.
We're still on two. Tony Casares here. That's your Marcella there. Here's Joe Marcello. 